Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Murtanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harine Bhagda Kayaika Dehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Heta Vejagatameva Samsara Nava Setave Prabhave Savavidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshvara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha Oh, I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self your own essence, your own isness, O Shiva, the one divine reality being all is being you. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. Did you get enlightened? The pandemic had most of us hold up without our usual places to go, people to see, things to do. For a lot of people, work went online, which has its pros and cons. Yoga went online, which also has its pros and cons. And people started baking their own bread. You certainly had more private time and probably had more free time. But I know you managed to fill it. How do I know? Because you didn't get enlightened. Did you? No one has let me know of their breakthrough into cosmic consciousness, full-time self-knowingness, deeply grounded into the inner infinity. Maybe you're keeping it a secret? 
I'm really disappointed. I'm doing all I know to do to help you get enlightened. I amped up my efforts during the pandemic, along with our wonderful swamis, with almost three years of extra stuff, and it didn't work. What will it take? You see, most people think that withdrawing from the world, eating simple, making your own food like your own bread, seeing no one, doing nothing, they think this is a path to enlightenment. You tried it. Did it work? There's a fallacy here that being lazy gets you enlightened. Nope. Being lazy gets you karma, bad karma. When you're lazy, you use up all the allotment of pleasurable karma that you've attained, which you got from hard work. And when you've spent all your pleasurable karma, what's left? only your painful karmas. Plus, by being lazy, you don't do things you should be doing. Worse, your mind gets dense, slow, thick, and needy. So you create more painful karma for yourself in a multitude of ways. In Baba's book, Ashram Dharma, he said, always work industriously. Otherwise, you will fall prey to sloth. Do not become dull and lazy on receiving God's grace. Do not become dull and lazy on receiving God's grace. When you do the practices that yoga recommends, you clear out your painful karmas early in the process. This is so you can focus on the bliss that arises within. It reprograms your synapses as well as your cellular processes. It finishes up all your old stuff and prepares you for a whole new way of living. When I got Shaktipat initiation from Muktananda, I had been going to college part-time for 11 years. I was a little over halfway through, but wasn't really inspired by it anymore. With Shaktipat came a burst of enthusiasm for life and all it offered, and I dove back into my education. I took a double load of classes, had to have special permission to do so, and zipped through my last two years of college in one. Check! That karma was complete. Now what? I zipped through lots of other stuff in that first year, picking up a lot of Sanskrit terminology along the way. While I trained as a yoga teacher, meditation teacher, and meditation group leader, my life was completely transformed. The outside was much the same, but inside, I lived in a whole new place in myself. Instead of just putting along, I knew what I wanted, and I was ready and able to go after it. Following that, my studies with Baba have taken me to a lot of places around the world. I've served him in lots of different ways, learned more Sanskrit than I would have ever dreamed possible, even without trying. But best of all, I grew into what he gave me, my own self. The underpinning of it all is meditation. Mantra, of course, for mantra gives you meditation. But your meditation time is when you're being reprogrammed, aligned with consciousness, 
growing into your own divine essence. Once you've received Shaktipat, meditation is the key to enlightenment. Baba said, if we want to experience the self, we should meditate on the self. If we want to know God, we should meditate on God. The mind becomes like that on which it meditates. If we want to experience the self, we should meditate on the self. If we want to know God, we should meditate on God. The mind becomes like that on which it meditates. In the Swarupa Vidya meditation, we meditate on the self, like Baba said. The self, your own self, is the one divine reality which has become all, is being all, and is being you. We repeat the mantra of this lineage and tradition passed down through generations of great saints, divine words charged with their blessings, words that honor your own divine essence. So in meditation for, what, an hour a day or more or less, you are meditating on self. Yet what you do the rest of the day has an effect as well. Maybe during the pandemic, you were meditating. That's great. Your meditation was an hour, part of an hour, maybe more, up to the three hours max even. And so you meditated. And then during the pandemic, what did you do with the rest of your day? If you were looking for an escape, pleasant things that make you feel happy for a minute or 10, you were getting farther away from enlightenment. If you were filling your mind with your own thoughts, mostly, of course, about other people and about what you want and don't want, you were getting farther away from enlightenment by the hour, maybe by the minute. So if you were meditating regularly, you got an hour of meditation every day and then 12 or 15 hours of mental gyrations. Were they helping you get enlightened? And what do you do these days? What you're doing is giving you what you got. The sage who wrote the Brihandaranyaka Upanishad about 3,000 years ago said, as one does and acts, so one becomes. Amazing. They knew about this 3,000 years ago. Yatakari, yatachari, tatabhavati. Brihadaranyaka Upanishad 4.4.5. As one does and acts, so one becomes. You're creating your own mindset. It's part of the karma you give yourself. What you do with your day matters. What you do with your mind matters. It's a minute-by-minute minute thing. Where does the time go to? In the beginning of the pandemic, we didn't know how long it would last. In the middle, we didn't know how long it would last. It was, in fact, years and years. And now the day-to-day -day impact on our activities is gone, just evaporated, disappeared. 
Oh, yes, people still get the flu, even COVID-19, but it's not the threat it once was. Unfortunately, we lost a lot of people. But those of us that are left, we're good, mostly. What did you do with yourself during that pivotal time? Years and years of it. I'm trying to be in your face about this. I'm asking you to look at what you did with yourself and what you're doing now. On one hand, you say you want something like enlightenment. And on the other hand, you do things that take you in the other direction. It's like when I was in college for 11 years, mostly one class per semester, but with periodic gaps. I kept saying I wanted to get my degree, but what was I doing about it? I was limping along until I got the boost that Baba gave me. He accelerated my worldly karma, moved me through stuff that I had been mired in for a long time, and he set me free. But I had to do my part. What did I do? I took classes. I did my assignments. I took the tests. And I did more yoga while all that was going on. My university was a 45-minute drive away from my home. So I listened to half the Guru Gita on the way there and half on the way back. In that almost year, I learned the whole thing by heart, just by listening to it. I meditated every morning. 3 a.m. was a compulsion for me. The inner energy was so strong, so blissful, so irresistible that I didn't want to miss it. That three hours every morning is what made everything else possible. The good news was that meditation took care of me at such a deep level that I needed very little sleep. So it all came out even. I also did seva at Baba's meditation center near me. I played music for the chant, helped out with snacks and cleanup. And I took care of my home and family. Life goes on, you know. That's the whole point, that you're working on getting enlightened in the midst of life. If you didn't get enlightened while the pandemic had you cocooning, then cocooning is not your path to enlightenment. Swarupa Vidya meditation is a tantric path. I got it from my guru. He got it from his guru. In tantra, you have to have a guru. A tantric path is yoga in the midst of the world. I call it embodied spirituality. In fact, I have a new book coming out next week by this title, Yoga, Embodied Spirituality. Tantra means loom. Your life is the loom on which you weave the warp and woof threads. Those who leave the world in order to be spiritual, they only get one set of threads on the loom. Those who depend on worldly things for their happiness only get the other set of threads. When your happiness comes from within and you bring that into the world, you've got both the crisscrossing threads weave together into cloth, a divine cloth, a sacred wholeness that pervades inside and outside. 
You must master both the worldly and spiritual dimensions. If either one is missing, there's no cloth. You see, you can't get enlightened without being in a body. All those out-of-body beings, they can't get enlightened. You need a body to get enlightened. This means your body matters. You can't get enlightened without a mind. This means your mind matters. You can't get enlightened without your heart. This means your heart matters. There are yoga practices for your body, poses and breathing practices primarily. Yoga also has nutritional guidelines along with recommendations for other important parts of your physical experience like sleep, sex, your clothing choices, and more. Yet the yoga poses and breathing practices are the primary practices for your body, called hatha yoga. There are yoga practices for your mind. Texts and teachings on yoga's cosmic perspective, along with precepts for living. My discourses dip into this vast reservoir, bringing you some of yoga's gems to ponder. And there are lots of books, even yoga texts, to read and learn from. This is yoga for your mind, jnana yoga. There are yoga practices for your heart. Chanting is the foremost among them, which is why we chant in every satsang. Your heart melts in the vibration of the name of God. That's why we chanted to Krishna today. In bhakti yoga, we have candle flames and flowers and aratis, candle flame ceremonies, as well as bigger and longer devotional practices. Nothing fills your heart like God can. Even though you still feel separate, you're in bliss. Yoga for your heart is bliss-filled. Yet it is your mind that leads the way. Both your body and heart Follow your mind wherever it goes. So it is your mind that yoga focuses on. Even when you're doing the physical practices, they have an effect on your mind. When you're doing the devotional practices, yoga for your heart, they have an effect on your mind. And with your mind alone, you can create an immediate improvement in the condition of your body and heart. Just repeat mantra for five or 10 minutes. Your breath changes. Your shoulders soften down and your eyebrows widen. Your stomach settles and your heart opens. All because your mind gave up its usual usual in order to repeat divine words, words naming and honoring your own divine essence. So if you didn't get enlightened during the pandemic, you still can do it. Mantra is the key. To give up your other thoughts is an act of supreme renunciation. You know, normally all that stuff running through your mind is so important. You've chosen this stuff to think about out of your whole lifetime of experiences, out of all the possibilities in the world, like a curator at a museum or gallery. You've chosen what to hang on the walls, 
what to decorate the interior of your skull with. What experiences and what thoughts do you enshrine in your mind? I can tell you what's in my mind. My mind is full of my Baba. Of all the people I have known in my life and known now, he is the most fascinating. He knew more than anyone I'd ever met before him and ever met since him. He was a master musician, an Ayurvedic physician, an inspired chef, a master gardener, a poet, a Sanskrit scholar, and a great humorist. He understood human nature while he lived in divine nature, and he triggered divine nature in others. He was the greatest of givers, for he gave the self to all, to thousands and thousands of people, including me. So my mind is full of my Baba. And my mind is full of you. Each of you resides in my mind and heart. I do what I do for my Baba, which is to do what I do for you. It's a glorious way to live and serve, to express the essence of beingness in every breath, in every action, in every word. And I thank you for the opportunity to share what I got from him, that you may know what he knew and shared so abundantly. My mind is full of my Baba. While I'm repeating mantra, it's the mantra I got from Baba. So Baba is always there, always here. And he always said that his mind was full of his Baba. Just like the sages urge, think always of a great being. Narada says it in the Bhakti Sutras, Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, and Patanjali in the Yoga Sutras, always think of a great being. Ah, the yoga of the mind. It's so important. Otherwise, what will your mind be doing? Hopefully your mind will focus on what gives you bliss. And yoga will give you more bliss than you can ever get anywhere else. So you might have missed out on a great opportunity for quiet and focused practice too, maybe three years of quiet time during the pandemic. If you didn't get enlightened, it's okay. It means that your path is not one of cocooning, not one of isolation. You will get enlightened in the midst of a crowd, maybe this crowd. What a great bunch of people to be on the path with. Your spiritual task is to find your own self in the midst of your life. It is a bigger task than if you were to try living in a cave. You must become so deeply based in self that you can handle anything. The point is to live with your heart open while you see the reality around you. The reality around you might not be what you think it should be or what you wanted it to be, but it is what it is. Now, 
Can you have your heart open in the midst of it and choose to participate? To clear your mind, draw from your heart, and be present inside your own skin. And make choices. Make choices and act on them. As I wrote in this month's teachings article, you get your spunk from inside. It's called rasa, nectar. Fueled by consciousness, you have dynamism and stamina. Meditation gives you the ability to draw from your inner depths while you get out there in a whole new way. If you didn't get enlightened during the pandemic, it's time to get up and get moving. Bring your own self with you or the mantra, or both. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.